0: You and the Naboo form a symbiont circle. What happens to one of you will affect the other. You must understand Faking Star Wars Radio. That's right, it is another enculturated episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. My name is Storm Duper, and with me in the studio is Mr. Vegan the Hutt, and we are going to talk all about Star Wars culture and language and different celebrations and practices in the Star Wars galaxy. Which one are we going to explore first? Stay tuned to find out. All right, well, uh... Vegan, this is our kind of culture episode, and, and I, I know it might seem ironic that uh, people like ourselves, um, who, you know, have no culture, are discussing something so refined and developed as in the Star Wars galaxy, but uh, we thought that, you know, given the fact that you're a hut and you worked, you know, usurping the rights of so many people, you might actually have
1: something to say on the topic. Hey, man, I don't know why you think I don't have any culture. I, I celebrate Kwanzaa every year. <laughs> Great. Well, uh,
0: I have a little video clip or a little audio clip here that I'd like to play. And just as a way of introducing um, our topic today, let's see if you can guess what language this is in the Star Wars galaxy.
1: Hmm.
0: So what do you think, Vegan? Uh, What language is that in Star
1: Wars? Well, that definitely sounds like... um, What were those little people... And Willow. Remember Willow? <laughs>
0: yeah, Willow of the Lost legend Wick,
1: Wicket and all that. All those things, they all kind of blend together.
0: Warwick Davis. You know,
1: the uh the Ewokers. Right, right. The Jabba Ewoks.
0: Those are actually uh Jawas. Um from the original <laughs> A New Hope. So now the Jawas are an interesting race. Do you find them racially offensive?
1: Uh, <laughs> that is a good question. You know, they, they could be seen as blackface. That's
0: right. And, and then they have um, the lightball eyeballs, you know, general electric that's product placement
1: right there. Um, <laughs> you know, and- you can't, you can't just do, we talked about this before. You can't just show off a pizza hut pizza or a Pepsi right in these movies.
0: You this is the way product
1: placement somewhere. This, this is the way, exactly.
0: Yeah, this is the way that Lucasfilm has to uh, place products in its show. And this is like, I think it's Jawa's, you know, culturally appropriating the uh, Western electric light bulb technology. They should be shunned for that.
1: Yeah, didn't they steal that technology from the the uh, Genoshans or something? I guess so, yeah. Kind of like Edison.
0: Well, vegan... Valentine's Day is upon us, and so it's time to make sure that you're ready for wherever the night may take you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. Are you looking forward to Valentine's Day, Vegan?
1: I certainly am. Yeah? Um, I am, uh... Purchasing dozens and dozens of chocolates for myself. <laughs> um, just ready to go.
0: Very good. Well, I'm always excited about Valentine's Day, but last year, I'm hoping not to have a repeat performance of what happened to me. It was brutal. W- what happened? Uh, well, I was kind of excited to show Mrs. Duper, uh, you know, uh, something a little bit special, and so I got it in my head. You know, I had been hearing about these grooming products, Manscaped, and there's a few other knockoff products that are not as good, but, um, so I had this in my head to, to groom, uh, to groom my, my sack and to make it look all nice and presentable, um, for her that night, but when I went to, uh, the bathroom and pulled out my shaver, to my dismay, I realized, you know, this was an old rusty gnarled oh, no. old I, I mean I don't think I'd used it to shave in like half a decade. Um but I panicked because it was all I had to use. So I just kind of took over and I got into like you know um autopilot mode. And unfortunately in my zeal I actually ended up this is embarrassing. I actually ended up Pretty seriously cutting my sack with this razor. I mean, I'm not talking like a little, a little, um, you know, uh, paper scratch here or like a paper cut. We're talking about blood. We're talking about like I'm going faint, like with all the blood I'm seeing rolling out of my scrot. Man, it was awful. So you
1: you <laughs> um, samurai your uh, your coin sack, huh? Yeah,
0: basically, like it was like a lightsaber right down the middle. So I ended up basically, I had I had to ask my wife on valentines day to drive me <laughs> to the emergency room um and i'm i'm holding like a pack of ice to my crotch as we kind of you know i sort of <laughs> squat in like an ugnaught into the emergency room <laughs> and they're like why are you here and of course i'm thinking oh, it's valentines day maybe they thought we had some vigorous you know love making something went wrong I'm like no i actually had to admit to like my doctor who i think was like you know i i could hardly understand him i don't know where it was from but i was like uh yeah so um I cut, I cut my, you know, and he was not following me, you know, I was just, so finally I just had to, like, explain and show him, like, I cut my balls.
1: <laughs> oh, so, man.
0: Yeah, so I do not want that to happen again, so I am prepared this year uh with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. It is the best way to get started uh to prepare for Valentine's Day, and it is full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice,
1: so... The Perfect Package 3.0 is led by their revolutionary third-generation Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin-safe technology and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Yeah, that
0: is definitely what I needed this past uh, Valentine's Day vegan. It was pretty brutal, man.
1: You know, you know what I think is really cool too is it's also waterproof. Yes, and, and you in which which prevents you know getting all that. That hair all over the floor and on the kitchen sink. And I mean, uh, the bathroom sink. The kitchen sink. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that would get me into trouble for sure. But
0: you're right. I mean, the fact that it's waterproof, easy cleanup. And so, I mean, especially when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow, there are no excuses, right? You know, Mrs. Duper can't go, Well, you have to clean up the bathroom first. You got your pubes all over the sink. Nothing like that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Dang, that was a really good impression. I know, I know. I've been working on that one. Uh, And, you know, let's be real, Vegan. We have all smelled the terrible down there, especially yourself. Um, And so that's why, you know, we should be thankful for also in the Perfect Package 3.0, the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep our boys from sweating, smelling, and sticking.
1: You know, I tried this new product that, that, that Manscaped came out with. And it's called the Crop Mop. Mm. And it's these ball wipes with active pH control. So when you wipe down there, you smell and feel fresh. And they also have this crop cleanser, which is an invigorating hair and body wash, also with active pH control to uh, get the lice out of the... yeah i guess maybe, maybe, maybe not the, the, maybe leave that part out the tatooine
0: desert lice you know <laughs> yeah um they are really cool i i love those uh ball wipes you can just pop them in a travel bag or whatever um but the uh the perfect package 3.0 comes with uh the the razor and the the preserver the reviver the the mat you know so you can keep your bathroom clean um and the whole thing has comes in a nice leather package uh for travel as well um the shed. So it's fantastic yeah so the uh, the Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxers that keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It is time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Uh, vegan, these are absolutely the comfiest, best pair of underwear I have ever owned. I wish I could buy just 20 pairs of these. They're fantastic.
1: Every time I wear them and I walk past the mirror, I have to take a double doubled look, yeah. you know. Those cheeks. Because my butt looks so good. So in good. It.
0: Those hot cheeks are so pliant yes. in the in the yeah. It's true. They're very sexy. And and something about that just gives me a little more confidence. Uh I mean, when you look good and you feel good, it really helps you in the bedroom. Um, You can complete your grooming game as well with the new Refined Cologne Signature Scent by Manscaped. This is the same scent that's in all of their formulas, so all their products across the board have this wonderful scent. It is a really nice compliment to the uh, Perfect Package collection as well. Um, So this is your Valentine's Day Perfect Package for your Perfect Package. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FSWRADIO all in caps at manscaped.com. Your Valentine Ball Will thank you. So you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FSW radio at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code FSW radio. Happy Valentine's Day from Manscaped.
1: Your balls will thank you.
0: Yes, they will. I mean, we saw the Jawas in, right? in, in Tatooine, you know, in, in the New Hope. That's really where they shined. Uh, and a couple little tasty bits in Phantom Menace, but nothing nothing much, right? Um, Really where we got the first glimpse into their culture as being these,
1: they're kind of gypsies, I guess. That's how I would describe them. Yeah, yeah. They kind of wander around, collect trash, or not trash, just, they're kind of hoarders too, though.
0: Yeah, they're like junk traders, right? I mean, they just grab stuff and they're like garage sale on wheels. So maybe they're actually white trash. They kind of are. Yeah, they're like a combination of a of an Irish uh or British gypsy and like
1: an American white
0: trasher. So it's like equal opportunity racist.
1: Yeah. You know, they they should do um they should do an episode on Disney Plus for uh uh American Pickers and just have like a Jawa episode. <laughs> Jawa Pickers. <laughs> <Jawa> pickers, <laughs> brilliant! I love it. Yeah, and
0: like you know, you bring up you bring up this like suga egg, and like you, you know, then the one Jawa gets mad at the other, and he's like, "Who me? Like this suga egg is aged to perfection. Like why didn't you pay right? more for it? Like what are you thinking?"
1: But then like put in, in- inappropriate like uh, bleeps, like there's you know cussing, right? So yeah. you are like beep <laughs> beep. <laughs>
0: How do the Jawas actually eat? I mean, because they they seem to have a cuisine of choice. They prefer the taste of raw egg uh, from the, the, what's it called, the mud
1: horn, Right. But they they don't have mouths. (laughs) I mean, they must have mouths. We just, we can't see them.
0: Do they get naked? Like, how do Jawas reproduce? I mean, do they take off their robes? And underneath, there's like a dried, like crispy raisin creature that... (laughs) Would you like to mash gonads with a jawa? (laughs) That sounds horrible.
1: Hey, you know, it brings a whole new meaning to flicking the raisin. (laughs) You know? But I mean, like, yeah. My theory is that they actually, what looks like their head is just, like, kind of like a snail. You know, how it has, like, the long, like, uh, eyes that kind of, like, what's his name? Sid? Kind of has those, like, long... Oh well, like Claude come you mean out? Claude. Claude, Claude. Why do I say Sid? Obviously I don't care about him enough, but anyway, like Claude, you know, has long eyeballs and then they just put the hood over, the eyes glow in the dark, you know, it's all dark in that that hood, but it's basically just two eyeballs sticking out, you know, so they and then at the bottom they have a mouth. So my guess is they do have mouths,
0: we just can't see it. Interesting, interesting. They could have language and culture beyond our our wildest dreams. I mean, do Jawas have folk songs? Uh, I mean, other creatures do, like Ewoks with the the Yubnub song that got scrubbed from the special edition. Why <laughs> why don't the Jawas sing their song? You know, they'd sort of be like Jawa
1: and the Chipmunks. Jawa and the Chipmunks. <laughs> I could I could see that being a really good hit. Um, Especially around the holidays, you know. Right. Yeah. Christmas time. If I if I had time. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, uh the Jawas are one of my favorite creatures and cultures in Star Wars because they are kind of developed in that way of having like an economy <laughs> and, and employment and, and sort of a, a vibe to them. You know? Yeah. They're very vibey. Uh, Each Jawa sort of is the same, kind of, in a way,
1: in terms of what their goals are, which is like to accrue more garbage. (laughs) So basically what you're saying is you sympathize with the white trash.
0: Yeah, I guess I do. I I didn't even know it until now, you know, so Star Wars has has really opened my mind, I guess.
1: (laughs) The following message is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. 20 years ago, we invented a new way to learn languages. Ever since, we've been leading the industry and got millions of people to speak a new language. But that doesn't mean we're done. We've sent our linguists to distant galaxies to perfect our language system, and it is now, by far, the most complete solution to learn a new language. Whether you want to learn Spanish, Las cucarachas entran, pero no pueden salir. Russian basement trollish, Здравствуйте! Or something a little more exotic, like Ubi's. Or maybe something a little easy, like Genocean. Our speech algorithm is the most advanced on the market, helping you sound more like a native speaker than any other language system. Listen in as one of our students tries it out. Wa ta Ra uba kebu ta he 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 hey I got it right. <laughs> Find out what Rosetta Stone can do for you and your family and expand your knowledge of the galaxy. Don't get cancelled this holiday season. Try Rosetta Stone instead. Use special online promo code for 50 credits off your purchase. Order now!
0: Here's another uh, sound I think you'll you'll recognize this one as well. I, I tried not to make it too hard.
1: I have a small brain, so
0: appreciate it. Right. That. Yeah, well, Hutts, I thought you had big brains, your big heads at least. So.
1: Okay, you recognize that one, vegan? Well, uh, well, I've been brushing up on my Rosetta Stone, so I definitely know what that is. Really? That's uh, Genotion. Mm hmm. Exactly. Um, I've had many dealings with them. Um, typically, on. The windshield of my uh, spacecraft. Where I'm going uh, through town. Ah, oh, like little mosquitoes, you know? you're just smashing it into. Yeah, it? yeah, it's really kind of a pain in the ass, but right. But yeah, like I don't really. You I need to get a bottle of
0: Deion repellent. You know, with like some of that. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, I do the. I do the. Well, I fill up the uh, the ship with that the the windshield wiper cleaner that has a. Uh, the mosquito <laughs> like like DEET, the ocean DEET. well it gets like it gets off like tar from your windshield and the guts you know when they splatter sure out the sure what
0: do you think about their their culture and society
1: i don't know I, it's hard to imagine that they you know have gotten very much power and any kind of influence in that in this world because i mean they're basically bugs you know
0: it seems like they win by default because there just aren't any other competitors but um yeah i i mean they they reproduce um copiously right
1: right but so do humans you know
0: yeah but i guess like the Ocean culture seems to be based out of like uh you know um this this sort of Hive mentality, right? Where there's worker via, worker Geonosians and then, like, the king Geonosian who sort of controls them all s- sort of s- almost uh, telepathically.
1: Right. I, and I never understood the clicks. Is a click kind of like a – is that like a z- zikada or – Oh. Where does that come yeah, from? Yeah, I
0: guess – I mean, it, it seems like it, it's an interesting thing with the development of their language. I know that they – Star Wars has a tradition of borrowing from African languages – uh, in develop in you know in developing in developing language huh. um and in this case i think they took from like the Kwasa language of southern uh, africa you know with the- this language has over 120 different click sounds um and different ways of manipulating uh. them and so i think that was the one that they borrowed from for the kind of like
1: um what's it called the gods must be crazy. Remember that film? That's
0: right. Yeah, actually, um, that's the, yeah. there was a cut scene from that film that that had Geonosians in it, but people thought it would be a little bit too abstract and surreal uh, for that movie, which is already sort of trippy. The Geonosians must be crazy. <laughs> 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 they should do an episode. <laughs> they should do that movie, but in total reverse, where... <laughs> <laughs> Where an African kid falls out of the sky onto Geonosis <laughs> and all the Geonosians are like, what do we do with this human? Like, we have no idea. Like,
1: ah, it's Finn's origin story. Right, right.
0: <laughs> Finn, Finn falls onto Geonosis with a Coke bottle and they like, they turn him into a god. <laughs> See, this
1: is great product placement. exactly. There's money to be
0: made. They're basically
1: bugs, aren't they? The Geonosians, they don't really have culture. Yeah, I mean, if you call, like, you know, sitting around the dung pile and (laughs) eating, I mean, that's, you know, they probably tell campfire stories or something
0: that's why they have to keep the monsters around for (laughs) to produce the dung and so like the the arena was basically just like an afterthought it's like they had their big dung farm and then they're like what are we gonna do with these guys when they're not crapping all over our planet (laughs) let's feed our (laughs) prisoners to them
1: (laughs) hey it's a win-win yeah so i'm telling you a hut was involved somewhere to help them build that business model. That's right. That's
0: right. You. The torturous business model of, of uh feeding your feeding your prisoners to a crazy uh, you know Hollywood movie monsters. As you do. Alright, here's another one. ATST Stuka Waka Stuka Klukta Waka Stuka
1: ATST Debonke Waka Dibonky.
0: So this is taken from like a video game sound effects. It's not actually in the movie, but it is a Star Wars language that's
1: being spoken. That's the Ewoks, right? No,
0: it's not. It's not a furry creature at all.
1: Oh, is it the... um, Oh, what is that guy's name? I'm bad with names, apparently. The guy that has like the fish face, you know? Right, right. Not the fish face, but... um, You mean the
0: aqualish that Obi-Wan Kenobi slices with his lightsaber in the cantina scene? He's got the lips. Maybe you're thinking, uh, no. uh, would the word McClunky ring any bells to you?
1: Ye- McClunky. No. Not like Greedo. So,
0: yeah, it is. It's the language of Greedo, which is called Rhodian.
1: Yeah, exactly. Un, I said it's n- n- not. Uh, <clears throat> I said it is Greedo Like lang- Yes,
0: language. you did. That's exactly what you said. And this is the language of Greedo, the Rodians. And they appear in in, uh, Star Wars uh, all over the place, you know, different Rodian characters. Of course, Greedo is the most popular one, but I know they appear in um, Rebels as well. Like there's a a Rodian who has like this interesting computer thing, sort of like um, the guy on Bespin, who's uh, Lando's henchman um, and backup. uh, What's his name? Oh, fuck. Lobot. Uh, Sorry, let me start that There, You know, there is, in in like Star Wars Rebels even, I know there's a a Greedo character, like a Rodian, who has that Lobot artificial intelligence sort of cyber chip device on his brain as well. So they're Uh, well dispersed throughout the galaxy. They're definitely a sentient creature. Uh, hmm. They seem to have some kind of culture and language.
1: I remember, wasn't there like a deleted scenes where, um, you know, it's it's been so long... Where they had Anakin, and he was fighting Greedo. That's right. Yeah, it's a, a deleted
0: scene from Phantom Menace where Anakin and Greedo get into a fist fight. Right,
1: right. I mean, we knew at a young age that kid was trouble. That's right,
0: and it it took somebody like Greedo so, from that aggressive race uh, of Rodians to bring it out. What, what do you suppose a Rodian eats, like based on their anatomy and their diet? Because their mouths, they don't seem to have teeth, so like, do they just slurp up noodles. like galactic Jello like an anteater, or
1: noodles? Noodles. <laughs> they eat exclusively pho.
0: Pho. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. If you go to if you go to Galaxy's Edge, there's like a, a Rodian noodle uh, tent there. You can you can check in. I'm sure. <laughs> Interesting.
1: And soda out of straws. Oh, of course.
0: How how could I forget? Yeah. All right. Here's another one. Oops, assume attack
1: coordinates. Oh see, I can't remember names. <laughs> yeah. He's like the it's like the Tagalog or something. Tagalog? So
0: this is from uh Return of the Jedi. It's the character who's a Sullustan, Uh nine numb. And you might remember Sullust. It's mentioned actually by Darth Vader to the Emperor in Return of the Jedi where he says, uh, what are the reports of the rebel fleet massing massing near Sullust? Okay, so somehow um, there was an enclave of Alderinian survivors on Sullust who were assisted in terms of of how that all played out. And Nynum was a Celestin from that planet.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I
0: always thought they looked rather resembled like, you know, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse? Yeah, he's got those big ears and round head, you know, and the the weird lips. Hmm. You didn't get a Mickey Mouse? He looks like a Mickey Mouse Mexican.
1: Yeah, I thought he looked like maybe like a Filipino. I mean, the language kind of sounds like some kind of like Filipino Tagalog, something. I don't know.
0: Well, that's another interesting nugget because the language itself is actually from Kenya. Um, It's called Kikuyu. Really? Yeah, it's Kikuyu, and he's actually speaking fluent Kikuyu ah, in the movie. Isn't that
1: that Philip Philip Glass film? Kikuyu? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking Koyanes Katsu. Okay,
0: yeah. So so this actually Sorry. caused a lot of um, hilarity when the movie first opened in Kenya, um, because when he's speaking, he says, ah. uh, you know, "Aturizi Murahari ukahari ha," and and the actual, you didn't know I was fluent in Kikuyu, did you? And the, the sentence uh, had the realize. Kenyan people just rolling in the aisles with hilarity because um, this is like the major dialect of Kenya's majority tribe. And what he's saying in English is literally, what are you doing over there? All of you, please come here. <laughs> Which makes absolutely no sense in the, in the context of the movie, right. I don't think. But um, it's a little nugget for the uh, Kikuyu speakers of Kenya. So.
1: And our listeners. So
0: that's right. We have a huge Kikuyu contingent. Um, We're actually going to do an episode (laughs) in Kikuyu (laughs) next week in celebration of their language and culture. So
1: thank you to our sponsors, Rosetta Stone, for helping us with that language.
0: Nine Numb is going to appear as the host even. So uh yeah just just a weird language Uh, right I mean uh it's just so random that that just threw that in there in Star Wars right like why does Lando have this friend who speaks this language and and he it's like it's like Chewbacca's Lando pal right it's like his sidekick right but how did he get replaced like how did Lobot get replaced he's nowhere to be seen in this movie right uh you would have thought that he would have been like his co-pilot. No, no, he he goes for the Solistan in this movie. Well, he was a good pilot, wasn't he? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe he murdered Lobot. Maybe the race is actually a secretly bloodthirsty homicidal maniacs.
1: Oh no. We don't know
0: too I much know. more about the Solistans. Maybe maybe there'll be a whole
1: trilogy produced about them. Well, yeah, I think they announced a couple of uh spin-off shows, right? Yeah. About so which, which race and
0: culture do you think is, like, the most significant one that's developed in Star Wars? Like, it has the most kind of backstory, the most kind of interesting nuggets and, and um, canon
1: information? That's... well, I feel like we know a lot about the Sith, but that's not really... Is that really a culture? Yeah, I guess
0: it is a culture, but I it's mean, more of a way of life. It's like an ideology, I guess. And it's not really related to like a specific species either, right? Because you could be from Dothamir, you could be from Naboo. True. Um, an equal opportunity, you know, a galaxy usurping worldview.
1: I mean, the humans, I mean, they're all, I mean, that's what the that's what the stories are about, right? Humans? Oh, I meant
0: non-human. I'm, I'm you know, subverting the, the, the well, human part.
1: Yeah be specific
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know we get a lot into the Gungans that's true you know with the uh, with the um, the earlier episodes
0: yeah it's interesting it's like how do the Gungans who live like 20 minutes away from the humans in Theed uh, on Naboo how do they live just like completely different lifestyles like Gungans live in these bubbles in a lake while Padme and her artsy fartsy friends live in
1: space Italy <laughs> I mean, haven't you ever watched The Little Mermaid? Yeah. They lived in totally different worlds. And guess what? They found love. Okay. So somewhere out there, somebody wrote fan fiction with a Gungan and Padme. You know, you know, it's out there. It happened. If you can think it, it's on the internet somewhere.
0: It seemed like they tried to build that world, you know, in in uh, Phantom Menace with with the with their underwater like uh underwater world and their language Atlantis, yeah. But I just never bought it. It just seemed too contrived to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, they definitely tr- they tried. It felt like they did try a little too hard, and it was. I mean, it was cool when you saw it for the first time because you're like, "Wow, this is pretty cool," but then you find out how close they are. Or you realize, and you're like, "Oh, what? How are these people down here?" But it would you know, be
0: awesome if, like, n- if like Padme went for a stroll one day on the lake, and like she met uh, Jar Jar Mermaid on the shore, you know, and then she started singing, like, "I can show you Naboo," <laughs> singing <laughs> wonderful. <"Wanderless laughs> <Island."> oh, God! <laughs> what is a Gungan and Why does it? What's the word? Ruin a Star Wars movie. <laughs>
1: I mean, they didn't ruin it, but it wasn't my it wasn't my favorite. No, what does a Gungan eat? Like, what's a part of their
0: typical diet? Because Jar Jar seems to eat everything. He's definitely omnivorous.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Okay, so he's not
0: vegan. I can guarantee you that.
1: No, definitely not. But I think if we go back and we think about how Padme lived in Space Italy. And they have this underwater world. There must—I think that's isn't that kind of like an analogy for what our society is. Hmm. Let's get real deep yeah. here,
0: okay? Yeah, I like it. I like it. We <laughs> we never do this uh, contribute anything of value to the world <laughs> on our podcast. So let's get into this.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's got to be some kind of ra- like speciesism, right? Mm,
0: for sure, there is. Well, the emperor himself was a racist, I think. Whom? The Emperor. Emperor Palpatine. Sheev? Sheev is a racist, for sure. He, oh, for He does sure. not employ anybody who's not a uh, human in his inner circle. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Except for Snoke, I suppose. Well, what suppose. A... Snoke's not really human.
1: Yeah, but he was dead by then. Right at, as far as we know, he was dead. By the time Snoke so, was around. So
0: Gungans, you know, in the prequel trilogy, they're kind of the main culture. And then I would argue that in the... Um, Original trilogy, the the main culture that we really deal with is either uh, is either Ewoks or Sand People. You know, we get kind of both of them. So let's start with the hey, Sand man. People because
1: do you have to use that <laughs> racial slur around
0: me? <laughs> sand People, Sand People. They they were um,
1: Tuscan Raiders.
0: They've been really developed in the Mandalorian. We've gotten to see a lot about their culture, huh?
1: Yeah, I think they were. I think they were developed in in the prequels. I mean. In the originals, they called them Sand People, which was so '70s, and then we got more progressive in the 2000s, and then they changed it to Raiders. Yeah, they didn't call them Raiders before. No, they they became Tusken. Called them Sand People. So, but yeah, like definitely in the Mandalorian that i mean you had the whole episode
0: the sign language they speak where... is sort of a weird blend of voc- vocables uh you know sound and symbolism together in a weird combination to make an actual language that's never been done before on film i don't
1: think and i hate to say this cuz i have friends in this community but the way that the the raiders sound when they speak or make their noises can be likened to that of somebody who's hard of hearing or deaf. Hmm. You know, it's it's a lot of the, you know, just like noises. Right, or
0: like um, somebody like That's... from Goonies, like um, Sloth. Ah, Sloth. They, they modeled the Tuscan Raider language off <laughs> of Sloth and, and American Sign Language. They just smashed them together.
1: That's one way to do it.
0: They, they did actually use um, uh, somebody who speaks American Sign Language and is part of the deaf community um,
1: to so tell, wait, before you finish that thought, how do you speak sign language? You use your hands. Is that how you yeah. speak? Speaking? Exactly. <laughs> okay.
0: But they, they did actually use, to develop the, the language of the Tuscans, they did actually use somebody who speaks American Sign Language, who's, who I believe is also 100% deaf, because I went on like this YouTube video <laughs> Because I was interested in learning about the language. You know, I'm an imperial uh, linguistic uh, officer. I mean, the background, I have background in imperial codes and languages. And I, I thought, well, I would like to learn how they developed this. So I tuned into this like live stream video that had been uploaded to YouTube uh, about huh. this guy. It was him like talking uh, uh, on YouTube. And it was 100 percent in American Sign Language. And there was no audio at all. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've I've done that myself actually. So like we should actually record a podcast in ASL, you know, and release it. <laughs> ah. Yeah. What what do the deaf What Very does nice. the deaf community do? I guess that's how they use YouTube, right? I mean, uh, y- your podcast would have to be on YouTube, I suppose.
1: Yeah, you'd have to have captions for it though.
0: Well, I mean, I mean for those people who didn't speak ASL. Can we tra-
1: Can we get the trolls to transcribe the
0: We should get a Tuscan raider to first? do our podcast and translate it to Tuscan. We'll have him in the the corner. <laughs> Like, for our entire episode, (laughs) we'll pay some guy in like uh, Jamaica or something a hundred bucks an episode to do that.
1: (laughs) Not bad. There you go. Not bad. Yeah.
0: I always wanted to do that because you see those videos now where they have the like ASL translators, like for like political things and stuff. Like, we should, that that should be the, the default galactic translator, like at every. Every like uh Senate hearing in the in the galaxy on Coruscant, wherever, there should be a Tuscan raider standing next to the guy, like grunting and, and translating it into Tuscan. <laughs>
1: be um be very inclusive, I think. Be very Yeah, be very inclusive. And in fact I'm a little outraged that they haven't done I it. I think so too. I, I am outraged
0: for people of all <laughs> of all language of backgrounds and, and species. So what about the polar opposites, sort of, of the Tusken Raiders, who are nomads, who are cruel, heartless, rough around the edges, uh, you know, covered in coarse sand that gets everywhere? Um, and then we have the Teddy Ruxpins of the Star Wars galaxy in Return of the Jedi, um, the furry, cuddly Ewoks.
1: I totally forgot about Teddy, Ruxkin. Teddy, Ruxkin. <laughs> yeah,
0: Teddy the, Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin? Yeah, the Ewoks were modeled on Teddy Ruxpin. That was the really? whole point of them. Yes, yes. That no re- originally, way. Originally, they were going to speak English you know, fluently, ah. which they do actually in canon anyway, um, because uh, in the Ewok adventure film, Wicket, the youngest I might add learns to speak English with Sindel, you know, and he's like star cruiser star cruiser, you know, crash crash. And his accent is, is sort of vaguely Chinese ish, I guess. Um, Yeah. But he does learn to speak English eventually in, in broken syntax.
1: (sighs) You know, uh, star Wars has, uh, you know, now that we're doing this episode, (laughs) I, I haven't, I've never realized how much, Lucasfilm has appropriated cultures
0: so much. It's a, it's a, so basically many. in the business. That is the business model of Lucasfilm, <laughs> right? Forget about the Galactic Star Wars aspect, the sci-fi. It's how much culture can we appropriate and package into these
1: movies? See, and everybody, you know, everybody thought Lucas was a was a genius. Now we know he just cheated. Yep.
0: <laughs> Why did you think the um Ewoks automatically assumed that C-3PO is a golden deity?
1: Well, I mean, he's gold. I mean, gold's probably not very common, you know, that they find. They're little teddy bear things. They're, They're not miners. They wouldn't mine for gold. They wouldn't even know what gold is. So when they see it, it's, you know, shinier and more reflective than any other metal that they've seen. They probably, yeah, don't they, like, carve their spears and stuff like do they, do they use rocks at the end of the spears?
0: I think they do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's just like a, a really shiny rock. And I think it's... And it's intelligent. Gold is intelligent? No, no. C-3PO is mm. intelligent. Okay, oh, C-3PO is intelligent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really off the rails tonight. I mean, I... I like the Ewoks. I don't understand why they get so much hate because they're actually one of the most developed cultures in Star Wars. Like, they live in the trees. They have, like, primitive weapons. They have a primitive language. As we know, C-3PO says, I'm not sure, but they're using a very primitive dialect. Um, everything's there, you know? They're a cohesive uh, cohesive culture.
1: I mean, look at... Uh you know, Wakanda, they were very civilized. They had uh, their own culture that, you know, nobody really knew about. Same with... uh. So maybe Marvel appropriated the, you know, native Ewokies.
0: So you're saying Ewoks are really the inspiration for the Black Panther? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it it does make some sense. Like they they have some magical properties that they they use, like the low gray medicine man and the 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 soothsayer, the seances they had in in the um, Ewok uh, made for TV movies. They definitely do have some Wakanda esque magical
1: <laughs> magical implements that they can use. <laughs> now I need to go back through. Oh, <laughs> well, Disney just through-
0: announced that they're not going to recast uh, the um, Black Panther role because he died of cancer. Sadly, so they should just. Cast an Ewok <laughs> for oh, Black man. Panther too.
1: Oh no! <laughs> I mean, he
0: wouldn't. He wouldn't necessarily fit the part, but I think it would be original. Wouldn't be Black Panther.
1: It would be like Wicket the Younger. Yeah. How did How did Wicket cross the road? <laughs> Why did Wicket
0: cross the road to get no, to get how, away from how, the ATST?
1: How did? wicket cross the road.
0: I don't know how did he cross the road?
1: Ewoks, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> dude. Oh man, we need to apologize to our listeners. That for was that.
0: really bad. I mean, the Ewoks have jokes too amongst themselves. They're like, How do huts cross the road? Careful, careful. Yeah, how do huts cross the road? I, I don't even know the I don't answer know. to that one.
1: But. How do they, Ewoks? Riddle me this. Ee
0: huts. I I failed you with that one, so here's a <laughs> Here's a good job of the hut joke here for you.
1: Hold on. Job of the hut is fat. How fat is he? <laughs> so yo, your
0: hut so fat. If he sat on a calamara flan, a booger would come out of Admiral Radis's nostrils. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, not untrue.
0: I did I did fail uh you know with my jabba joke, so um here's a couple others. Um Why did Jabba win the pizza contest? Why? Because no one out pizzas the Hut. (laughs) Why did Jabba the Hut invite a Twi'lek to his fish buffet? Why? He needed a bib for tuna. (laughs) Um, I don't really understand this one. Why does Jabba the Hut have a greenish face?
1: So he won't be confused with Donald.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) You know, Donald Trump?
0: Yeah, Donald the Hutt. Donald the Hutt. <laughs> yeah. So what is Java's favorite computer language?
1: Oh. Java.
0: JavaScript?
1: Ah, JavaScript.
0: Yeah, terrible, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, well, you know, what about what about the the new show, The Mandalorian? Um, we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot about mandalorian culture and mainly ideology in the show what what's really stuck out to you vegan
1: oh man we've actually seen a lot i feel like you know for a, a tv series they've they've really packed in a lot of the different cultures i mean what what's the catchphrase that they that y'all that y'all use for um the mando round, roundup this is the way it- do: Mando: uh, like that.
0: Yeah, that's in the first episode yeah. of the show. The guy in the bar. Ittucha right. Mando.:
1: And then wasn't there a language for this, uh, this season? Well,
0: so like we've learned a little bit about the Mandalorians that they when they swear, they only say "dank ferric: <laughs> That's true.
1: That, but that's not only that's not only the Mandalorians though,
0: is it? It seems to be a word that the rest of the galaxy has appropriated, like kinda like a lot of people know, like in Spanish, like joder. You know, a lot of people that speak English know joder or um you know shaisa, or whatever. Like it's uh-huh. I think that's kinda what happens, you know. Or like um what's the uh what's the Jewish or um not the Jewish one, uh Chutzpah or like um It's kind of like Yiddish, you know, like, yeah, Mazeltov or whatever, you know, like Watto uh, has suddenly come back into the galaxy. Yeah. (laughs) Shishka. Oh, you want some beska? It's going to be expensive, I think. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or like schmuck or something like that, right? Like schmuck is not really English, Uh but it's a word that everybody knows in English. So I think that's kind of what's going on with Dank is the influence of the Mandalorian culture has... You know, is so insouciant and influential that it's it's uh, inf- infected I don't know. all of the all of the galactic basic dialect as well.
1: You think so? It must Maybe be. It comes from somebody else. It's not it's a hut word because the, the, huts, huts can't
0: produce that duh sound because their tongues are too floppy.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have fat tongues for other reasons. Right. We'll just leave it at that. No, I mean, I think that uh I don't know. I don't think that it comes from the Mandalorians because think about it. It's like the Mandalorians are all hiding, they live in the sewers. Ah, uh, maybe it does come from them. Of course. And what what is it in the sewers? Dank. Yes. Yes. And there was probably somebody named Farrick. Or a ferret. That's close enough. And over time, that
0: T changed to a K. It's a common ah. linguistic process. So really. Dank ferric. ferret. Or it could have been a ferret that was made out of marijuana. So it was like a dank
1: ferret. Ah, yeah. dank. Yeah. I see where you're going with what that.
0: About their, what about their religion? You know, that they, they have to wear armor and that they use weapons. Like that's
1: part of their religion. Would that be a religion you
0: would join as a hut?
1: Oh no. (laughs) No. I mean, uh I I hire Mandalorians to do my dirty work I mean, to do my uh yard work. But um, you know, definitely wouldn't I'm not I'm not part of that lord warrior way. I'm a lover. I'm a lover. Duper.
0: The armorer rolls up to your palace, and and she's like, "What can I do for you today, Jabba?" And you're like, "Go rake my sand, bitch!" <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense, vegan. I get it. Um, I would love to be a Mandalorian, and I I would love if a hut could become a Mandalorian. Uh, you know. Jabatussabi no bakad. This is the way.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine me with a helmet on, though? I think it's in I your I mean, features. how would it fit?
0: All, all you need. I have no all, neck. All you need to do is to find like a baby salacious crumb. That you know, like a little a little dumpling sized salacious crumb that will like infect uh, your heart. Like you're like the Grinch who stole the Mandalorian and all of a sudden you're just, you know, you're like Ebenezer Hut. Your heart warms to the to the uh, the galaxy and you've got to find the little home for this little mini salacious and uh then you find your path of the Mandalore. Ah. Uh, well, thanks for
1: uh ruining the surprise
0: that should have been the plot of the Clone Wars you know like there's a baby hut is his name stinky or wimpy or or loopy or whatever the (laughs) hell his name is and and he should have grown up to become a Mandalorian because he is also an orphan Ah. as we know no one no one who's come comes from a good family where they're they're brought up well in the galaxy is crazy enough to join the cult of the Mandalores they they basically make their living on you know robbing from the island of misfit toys
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, the Mandalorians have—they have their own culture, right? And but their culture is—is is like the warrior way, you know. And so the Mandalorians—they—they they have their own, you know, customary greeting, which is uh, Sekuigar.
0: Sekuigar!
1: which literally means yeah, which literally means you're still alive. No, you know, they're very warrior-like. And, you know, they have their own, they have their own sayings. So, you know, imagine that. Imagine living that kind of life. Hey, you're still alive. It's
0: very much like from Game of Thrones. Like the, what are they called? The Ironborn? Like the dead, the dead cannot die ah they're very, they're kind of the reverse of that they're like oh you're still alive that's good <laughs> yeah. i think
1: i'm gonna use when that say- to
0: greet the next person i meet for the first time you know <laughs> i'm gonna be like oh hi benjamin you're still alive <laughs> <laughs> i go through the starbucks line you know and order my mochaccino frappe yoda uh frappe and be like hi thanks you're still alive <laughs> Will I get arrested?
1: <laughs> that may be seen as a threat. That's true. You better be careful. You think
0: <laughs> that's why the Mandalorians don't have any other friends, like because everybody else they talk to is like, get out of my drive thru. <laughs> no spotcha for you. Get the hell out of here. That's why they can only they have they can't take their masks off because they're too embarrassed. They know that everybody really hates them.
1: Yeah. Plus, if you took your mask off. Somebody might get coronavirus. Oh yeah, there is that as well. There is that. But when they say goodbye too, it's it's like, you know, maybe I'll see you again. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what the Mandoa is, but you know.
0: Oh no. What a life.
1: <laughs> maybe if I'm lucky you won't die again before I see you.
0: <laughs> 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 if I don't murder you in your sleep <laughs> That should have been the motto of Sheev Palpatine. We you know when he talked to his uh, his uh, Sith Sith Lord that he was apprenticed ah. under Darth Plagueis the Wise. He should have been like, uh, "Maybe see you again, Lord uh, Lord Plagueis. Betty by time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ho- hope you uh, got enough pillows." Yeah, he
0: like, actually actually snuffed him out. Like pillow pillow choked him, man.
1: How do you how do you do that? Okay, so if you're if you're a Sith, how do you smother somebody when they're sleeping?
0: I mean, vegan coming from a species who's very susceptible to choking, like I can understand your interest in the topic. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: hey man, I have sleep apnea. Okay, I,
0: I think for you though, like if I was gonna murder you with a pillow, like it would, na- I would have to be like an entire certa mattress. You know, I would just have to like <laughs> stuff it down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Oh no! You know that was funny, but then it got really dark really fast. What are you? <laughs> are you mad at me? What's going on? I love you. I love you.
0: This is this is why we <laughs> do the podcast to get out our aggressions on each other. You know.
1: Ah. Uh, otherwise, right, I probably right,
0: right, right. would uh, roll up to your palace with a with a truckload of mattresses and let loose. Let's uh, make a mattress gun. You know, I can just shoot shoot from afar. Oh great! All right. Well, vegan. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, unfortunately, that is all the culture we have time for on this episode. Um, ah, yes, we
1: end on smothering. Right, yeah. Quite a culture.
0: <laughs> murder really is the <laughs> pinnacle of all Star Wars culture, how they murder other species. Um, hey. So tell the listeners where they can find us, vegan.
1: Oh. Online? You can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Real Faking Star Wars.
0: And if you want to submit a question for us on Twitter, please use the hashtag FSW Radio, and we'll read it on the next episode. Also, don't forget to stop by our t-shirt store. That's bit.ly slash FSWMerch if you'd like, um, because we have all kinds of fantastic gear there that's going on sale right now in time for the holidays. We have t-shirts, mugs, stickers, all kinds of zany designs that your fans will love. I'm telling you, there is nowhere else in the galaxy. That you can get some of our T-shirt Star Wars joke meme designs. They are fantastic. Corona masks. And I'd like to give a shout out actually to Linkbox a Million, you know, because he has tire- tirelessly and thanklessly been producing those T-shirts for several years now, um, and he works really hard on them. They're very very unique um and and just you know go ahead and check it out as 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 just one artist to another you know pay him the favor of checking out one of those t-shirts there's there are so many it's impossible that you won't find one that you love you can also go ahead and follow me on twitter i'm at storm duper
1: you can follow me on twitter at vegan the hut and you can follow at FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well.
0: And if you like what you hear and want to support us, please visit our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash fakingstarwars. Sign up to become a patron. We've got several new patrons recently, and you support us financially so that we can keep making this great, hilarious content that you love. And you also get a reward. You can join us for as little as a buck a month. Join fake Jedi Padawan Stephen Howard the Mediocratics, Darth Taxis, Keith Harmon, and Rick Swift, who support us at the fake Jedi Knight level.
1: Please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes, Podchaser, or your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us appear when people search for Star Wars on their podcast app. If you write a funny review, we may even read it in an upcoming episode. And one more thing before we go. We want to invite you to our Discord server. That's
0: the Faking Star Wars Discord server. It's a free online chat room full of fakers. We love to discuss Star Wars, other nerd culture topics and, and uh, media. And we even play some games. That's bit.ly slash Discord. That's F-S-W Discord. All in caps, F-S-W. And then Discord in lowercase. Make sure you get the F-S-W in caps. And as always, stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for quality Star Wars comedy parody and satire! Thanks to you and all our followers for listening. May the foe be with you, vegan. See you next time.
1: Au revoir or... Some other kind of alien language I haven't learned yet.